0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: And welcome to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadotwala. My producers today are Zanele Jambane, Joey Khodi, and Hazel Makuzeni. Judy Moses is our technical producer for today. You may reach us on 0891-104-207, SMS 34701, our Twitter handle, And on Facebook, you may, it's SAFM Radio, and Twitter handle at SAFM Radio. Otherwise, on SAFM. On Otherwise today, we speak to novelist and short story writer, Nadine Gordimer, and specialist neurosurgical nurse, Dr. Lillian Tlingo, who are both featured in the 21 Icons SA series. But, you know, being a holiday season, we're going to intersperse our programming with some beautiful music as well. So, we'll be chatting to Dr. Nadine Gordimer in a few minutes, but we'll take a bit of music after this.
0: Dear South Africa, every year, 14,000 people perish on our roads. In simple terms, 40 people will not make it home today. Surely that cannot be normal. After all, a road death is not
1: a normal death. We all have an opportunity to play our part in the fight against road carnage by obeying all the rules of the road without exception.
0: Be part of the Decade of Action for Road Safety. Aim to save a life. A message of the Department of Transport. Working together, we can save millions of lives.
1: The South African Trade, Investment and Tourism Promotion Guide in partnership with SASM will be hosting monthly radio broadcasts to promote trade and investment opportunities to local business and foreign investors. We invite business from all sectors to join us at the President Hotel in Brumpenheim to the launch of the Free State Province Symposium on the 27th of January, 2014. To participate for free, contact Voice Kajaneni at 082-923-4402. Or email at rsvp at bbmmedia.co.za. Also visit southafricanguides.co.za.
2: This is when Marcellus and you all are listening to and enjoying SAFM. Stay with us.
1: First, with the news, insights, analysis, and debate. <laughs> song was called Mganami on SAFM and it's it's otherwise you're listening to and joining me now on the phone Dr. Lilian Tringo who's a specialist neurosurgical nurse. Dr. Tringo hello and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your time since the last time we spoke you've been in and out of the country? Yes I
2: have, um, I have uh, and I'm back again so that was fine I just want to have a check up on my knee
1: <laughs> oh are you are you are you not well
2: no i i, I had a knee replacement so i just needed uh, a final assessment on it mm. Just a post-operative thing but i'm fine it was just the usual routine
1: now the the reason and i am not too sure where where you were um during uh Dada's passing i was here you were here
2: i was here i actually sort of went to say goodbye to you because... As, you know, it's probably you know, he was a friend of dad and, and mm-hmm. all
0: that. Mm-hmm.
2: And and he had seen well when I'd seen him twice after release he wanted to know what was happening with health in rural areas, which was something and then of course he 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 wanted to know you know, my ex husband was also an accountant and so he went and but mostly he went because there was Sandrock and uh against the fact that they couldn't complete international weightlifters as they were training weightlifters so he wanted to know when is he coming back now that that is allowed so (laughs) so i felt i needed to just say goodbye initially i wasn't going to go then i got so emotional
1: i know you
2: say my goodbyes and just bow and say thank you
1: but you're one of the people that he called back to the country the professionals come back after 1994 and of course, the you know the, your project with the Pillow Pepper Health Train was, is is part of you sharing his legacy, was it not?
2: Yes, it, it was. Um, it was one of the things that I thought I needed to do uh, for what he had sacrificed for us, but also for all of us South Africans and uh, for people, really particularly in rural areas, and for the health uh, community. So, for me, it was a very important thing to do, and also for myself, because some of the things we do, we have to do for ourselves so that we can go to bed (laughs) with a clear conscience, if you see what
1: I mean. I I need to, you know, the the last conversation you and I had, we spoke about the concern of of not having enough professional nurses in the country, and and a lot of them having left the country, and we, we continue to see a lot of them leaving the country, and I'm thinking now of the Mandela Children's Hospital that's 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 being constructed at the moment, or the a drive to to raise enough funds to to see it uh, um, uh, erected and the building done. What are your thoughts around around what should happen?
2: Well. Um For me, that is a broader way of thinking rather than just just about health. It's about employers and employees, and I'm sure then with the Mandela Hospital, because it's a Mandela Hospital and it's been well publicized, there will be proper equipment. My thing always has always been that before an employer complains about the inefficiency of people, should be a is there sufficient equipment for this man or woman to perform and that goes for nurses to have they got the equipment have they got the books if it's school that are needed to perform this successfully and properly and efficiently and that is the same with the nurses is the equipment there If equipment is not there, no matter how efficient or how good necessary, nurses are, they are not going to perform this job. Mm -hmm. But also, there is so much bureaucracy about finding equipment, if it's there even. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine about two or three years ago, and she was working in the department and responsible for infection control. And she only wanted a mop. Mm -hmm. Do you know what a mop is? Mm -hmm. And it took nearly three weeks to get a mop. Now, what type of hospital is going to get to a point where somebody has got to sign and sign and sign for a mop when there could be a manager in charge or a assistant in charge just to get a mop? It's only maybe, I don't know, maybe 30 rand or 40 mm-hmm. rand. But why would it take so long for a manager to get a mop or to have a mop authorized to clean a ward? So these are the small things that are important. They look small, but they all lead to inefficiency. Mm. And the other thing, of course, then, is is the salary. I don't know about salaries of nurses now, but obviously nurses uh, professionals do need a salary where they can survive. They have got children. They want children to also have a good education. What are we paying them? Uh, You can say an an intensive care trained nurse or a neurosurgical neurospecialist or an isolation nurse or a nurse or a sister or a manager who is in charge of infection control should get little money because those are important, vital, vital things that make a hospital run efficiently. But it's safe for patients. It's safe for everybody. So you've got an absolute understanding of how standards should be, standards should be high, not just say we need nurses. Are we going to supply these nurses with what they need or are they going to struggle? Are there enough medicines? You know, people go to clinics and they tell me that we get there and there is no medication. We haven't got the medication. So how can nurses be efficient? because the, the public will judge the efficiency of a nurse or of a hospital by the availability of the necessary drugs or necessary treatment or necessary equipment. If those things are not there, you then cannot judge the people who are running the place because they themselves perhaps have got somebody who is not supplying them with these things. So we've got to look deeper at the underlying cause of this inefficiency. Then we can say to our nurses who are come back. We need you, we've got the necessary uh, uh, equipment for you, we've got necessary uh, people that are trying to support you, we've got necessary people who are trying to guide you and support you, because maybe because you've been overseas you probably have lost touch with what we do here. But those are essential things to me, and that goes for every category of of, of, of a profession.
1: Dr. Twingo, let's keep it to health. Uh, is there a platform to have this conversation? I mean, you've worked in South Africa, you've worked abroad, and you've come home and worked in rural areas. Are are there opportunities to have this conversation with uh, authorities that be?
2: Well, there are opportunities, and um, there are promises that get given, and I suppose in some areas things have improved. But I think that we need not to look only at the centre of a, a, a country like South Africa, like looking at Johannesburg or Durban. We have to look generally in all hospitals. I think it is important to look at these and 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 really discuss them. But for for me, South Africa does discuss things. There are conferences, but it is. The actual doing of the things. Mm -hmm. And for implementation, um, as you know, I want things to happen Mm -hmm. and and not discussed. So things do get discussed. Um, And and there are conferences in, in South Africa about health. And the nurses do present what they think is needed. But I don't know how far this goes. the Minister of Health is doing his best to do these things but I don't know about the DG's and all the other high-powered people in health where they come into this.
1: Hmm. Uh, What do you what do you suggest happens I mean we don't know what they do it obviously doesn't trickle down you still have issues when people go to clinics and go to hospitals and and you know the nurses that are there uh, sometimes are negligent, and I say sometimes because these are reports we keep on hearing. Um, where Where do you think information gets stuck and is is not reaching the places it should reach?
2: I, I think perhaps the information does to go up and does go down. but I think there is a tendency to let things stay longer in whatever. Uh, category or department things out so that if maybe there are three layers. I think there are too many layers. As well. That's that's for me what I think happens. Mm-hmm. If there are too many layers, then for instance, to sign and the other person signs and then the other person signs, then there's a delay. Um, my suggestion or my suggestion has been just cut out all that and just maybe go back to the basics. I know the basics seem uh, in these modern days. And um, not necessarily the right things, but they function with us. You don't, if you have got a matron or a manager in the department, you don't need them to be signing uh, and sending requisitions to so and, so and so and so because they must sign and get things done in less than two hours if possible. So so that is my thing. But the other thing, of course, it goes to the training. Uh, You remember I did mention about the fact that the training has changed and that there isn't that category of a typical critical nurse who was at the bedside of a patient. And I think this is where things have really let us down. We still need that training of a nurse who is going to be a bedside nurse and make sure that the people have eaten and that there is enough water and, 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 and that basic basic thing that people have been cleaned every two hours, the mouth has been cleaned. Those are the things that are lacking and I think um, we have to embark on, on the training of people of that category. And there are people who want to train this, this is the other thing. I've talked to people who say they want to train and they just are not training areas. People who say they want to work and somehow there are no jobs. And you think, how can we be short of nurses when there are nurses who are out of jobs?
1: Mm. Just hold that thought, Dr. Tlingo. We'll be coming back to talk to you more about the training, especially after this. SAFM brings you live, interactive, topical news. From current affairs, global warming debates, women's issues, to interviews with top literary connoisseurs. To join our conversations, visit our website on safm.co.za. Follow us on Twitter at SAFM Radio or simply like our Facebook page, SAFM Radio. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. a musical appetite as wide as the world. Send in your favorite top five songs and have them played on air. It can be anything you want from romantic artists, to sounds of nostalgia. Email us your top five list now. Top five at safm.co.za. Then join me, my lady Molo on SAFM 12 to 1 p.m. from the 23rd of December. Leadership. Where is it? How do we find it? Does it exist? While the search for leadership wages on, there's one thing we can be certain of. There's only one place where leaders of opinion can be found. The Daily Maverick. Critical thinking and opinion leading. Dailymaverick.co.za. Where opinion leaders live.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: Well, it looks like we may have uh, lost uh, technically um, our, our guest, Dr. Klingo, and I must say right now that uh, Dr. Gordimer will Nadine Gordimer will join us tomorrow instead of today. It has been a busy day, and you know people get busy at this time, so we 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 accommodate that, and that means. Possibly we'll play you a bit more music and possibly we'll try and get our guests back. And we didn't finish playing that song, Ganwamine. I think we can continue to play it while we try and find Dr. Tlingo back. But later on in the program, we've got lots of lovely things and lovely music for you. We'll talk about shopping, which is the season that we're talking about. Where's the money coming from? And do you have enough money to shop? And what, what sort of credit are you getting into? What sort of debt are you getting into? Well, and then later on, on Afternoon Talk on the spotlight uh, we will be speaking with an, an amazing vocalist who plans to step into her own spotlight so do stay tuned and and you will know her when we give you her name
3: mm-hmm.
1: Dr. Lilian was back with us. Hello, ma'am. Hello. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you for for joining us again. Um, no, we, fine, we, thank you. We were talking about training and the sort of training that you had over the years, and that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, the you know the personal taking care of a patient on the bedside. Uh, is is this possible to bring back, um, and I know we have training centers that are going to be introduced again, but how possible is it to have that exact same training that got you to go abroad and other nurses like you and those nurses that still work in different countries around the world?
2: Well, I, I do not think that it is possible if we have more training hospitals. Uh, Let's not forget uh, that the average number of people has totally increased in this country Um young people are more and the more people want to train and there are also people now who live longer so we need more nurses and the more youths growing up some wanting to be nurses but I'm told that in fact there aren't enough hospitals even to train these nurses mm. so we've got that but let's come back to your point Um I'm sure the training can never be exactly the same, but I am also sure that even if it's not exactly the same, it will have the same goals like we had. So that that can be done. There are still nurses, even now, who are prepared to train nurses the way we were trained in hospitals. But it it, it goes both ways. Um, Where are the hospitals that are going to train these nurses for that best training? Are there enough hospitals for that? Because apparently there's even a point system now where some nurses can do this until they've got these points. But but we need more hospitals, and we need the hospitals also not to be just around Johannesburg and the big towns, but also in other areas like before where nurses could train and get good training. The, 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 the standard of training has to be maintained as high as possible if we're going to maintain good health in this country
1: what are you busy with at the moment Tatum? at the
2: moment well I, I'm not doing anything at the moment because I as I told you I, w- I was sorting out my health you know as mm-hmm. you get older you have to sort out your health so I was sorting out <laughs> my health and my health is okay now so I'm not doing anything at the moment but but I am interested in a lot of things that are going on. You know, I'm interested in what's happening about youth and drugs and and uh, all this. You know,
1: mm-hmm. so I, I I just I'm I'm just jealous that you have so such. You're so passionate about nursing. You're so passionate about about um, the health generally uh, for South Africa. You know, healthy lifestyles, and I, I I'm just wondering. Where we can expect to access all of that knowledge and 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 the passion that you have?
2: Uh, to tell you the honest fact, uh, I, I'm not the only one. There are fantastic nurses around the country. I
1: know, I know, but I'm talking uh, about you at the moment.
2: Who are really icons in their own right, and yet they want to do something, they want to work, they want to contribute, but somehow. When they do apply, I'm told it doesn't just happen. They are just not taking. And, and for me, I would like to meet somebody who tells me how to make use of these nurses. Mm. They apply, they tell me, and then they promise, and then nothing really happens. Those are the mentors we need that could do this job. Mm, mm, mm. it's just that I don't know whom to get in touch with and whether in fact once you get in touch with somebody that somebody can make sure that this happens and, and gets implemented it's not just somebody listening to me I want somebody who is going to make sure that it happens I am for implementation not talking
1: I can hear that I
2: can I can hear that you want
1: How, how's the train going? how's the pillow pepper train going?
2: <laughs> Do you know that there are two two now? Okay. And, oh, it's fantastic. You know, that is just a wonderful thing. And, And for me, of course, one of the things that I really thought would be so good is to get vehicles. And these vehicles, you know, the train is on tracks and i always thought you know we don't touch all the rural areas because some people literally cannot come to the train because they are so far
0: mm. but
2: if then there could be vehicles to drive to those areas and see these people and give them the treatment and then come back it would be so good but you know hopefully to turn out in the human breast. i i keep hoping that uh, these things are going to happen. If not done by me, somebody else will take them on. But you know, there is so much to be done, and there isn't much time. I just get so angry about things not happening fast enough because people need things to happen as fast as possible.
1: Is it not possible to to get volunteers? Especially you, you, you are passionate about the youth as well. Is it not possible to use? Uh, the train, the two trains now to, to get young people to volunteer and maybe, you know, they, they, they catch the bug of, of service, you know, on these trains and hopefully then they can go and, and and start new programs in where they live.
2: Listen, my dear, the train is the best thing for youth. We have people from all over the world, Holland, Denmark, as you know, all over the world, and there have been... Fascinated and also inspired by the train. And also in this country, I've met a lot of my ex students on the train and they're doing things for communities because of what they learned on the train.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But um, there is a lot of dynamic that is needed to get that to work because you, you, you need to really have contact with universities. You, you must make sure that you don't interfere with that syllabus because they have to finish in four years' time or seven years' time or five years' time. So all that needs a lot uh, of uh, planning. And this is where the planning, a uh, transfer, was so important by uh, Dr. Lillard because at least that needs to be... Um, interacted with the universities that okay we'll send our students this time and then we'll send and then you'll we'll be released by these students. But the students who've been on the train and all the team members, the staff who have been on the train are doing fantastic work with communities because it was such a good thing. So we need things like we need to stimulate youth and you know youth as met are so keen to do something mm-hmm. they are dying for knowledge they are dying for skills we just need to focus them on the right type of skills and get people to want to mentor them properly
1: how can we as civil society in South Africa contribute and, and
2: help in this regard well there are many organizations doing you know what for me there's just so many organizations in south africa and there's so many conferences and there's so many people who plan. um but i i I do think that maybe if we we could just plan in one center and start one thing and then make sure that it happens and then extend it to the other because obviously it could be very shallow if it started everywhere and just to see how it works um even if we could just get 10 or 20 retired nurses and say, train these people, train this youth, and then see how that youth will proceed until they qualify, and then do that in another centre, and do that in others. I think that is the way we should follow it.
1: Mm-hmm. Dr. Klingo, where are you spending your Christmas?
2: Ah, I'm spending my... I am in Devon with my grandchildren. I've got three grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I am so lucky. So, I'm um, spending Christmas. In Devon, with his grandchildren and my son, of course, and daughter in law and with a friend of mine, uh, we usually come to the September family here in Devon and spend Christmas with them. They work with in September, is is ninety-three. So we are all going to spend Christmas Eve tomorrow. There are going to be maybe thirty of us in this family, mm-hmm. and then we will come to my son's house the following day on Christmas Day. All thirty of us are there Christmas. So it's a lovely time.
1: Tell me, are you cooking?
2: No. Well, what I like, I I love cooking, but it's got to be something I like.
1: Okay, what do you like?
2: Oh, well, you see, I still, I know that they say turkey is dry, but I still like turkey.
1: Okay.
2: I like uh, roast pork. Mm -hmm. I like lemon. Mm. and and then the other things, you know, there are just so many things, but that's my favorite thing for Christmas, I just want Christmas, my mother used to love Christmas, so for me, it's just also a sentiment about my mother.
1: It, it always is, eh? I think with everyone, every individual. Yes. Now, if uh, is there anything you wish for, for Christmas as a present? Oh,
2: the, I wish, I wish that from the death, of our president Mm -hmm. there won't be just rhetoric there won't be just orators praising you but that out of his death we will take stock seriously and see what we can do for the country Um, no matter what it is God has given each one of us a blessing and a gift and it is up to us make sure that that gift is used in a constructive way for the benefit not only for your family and friends but for the whole community let's not just talk mandela let's do mandela
1: Mm. let's do mandela and I'm, I know you'll be doing your Mandela uh, without, in, a doubt. without a doubt.
2: Without a doubt, darling.
1: Well, we thank you for your time. And really, I, I wish you a peaceful one. And I hope you you get the present that you're wanting and enjoy your grandchildren. Look after yourself.
2: Thank you. And do look after yourself. And listen, thank you for all you do for the community. You are doing fantastic work because it is only through these interventions that maybe we'll go forward. Thank but you. you've
1: just been at it for so long and it's so wonderful that the people
2: like you... I'm giving you a big hug right now. <laughs> <laughs> Take, care. Take care. Thank you, well, ma'am. And Walter but did say hello. Bye.
1: Oh, hello, but Walter. Ah, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Lillian Dingo is, is a specialist neurosurgical nurse and um, is also featured in the 21 Icon South Africa series and she's wearing an old uh, nurse's uniform in her portrait. And it just reminds you, I think all of us, especially who grew up close to hospitals and who's who used in the community, you'd see a nurse wearing their uniform with such pride. You know, they used to wear those navy blue capes that were red underneath and a lovely nurse's uniform starched with with a, a little cap. I'm not too sure what it was called, but they, they wore a crownish-like cap. And they walked very tall, shiny brown shoes. And those are the nurses we grew up with. And sadly, uh, we don't see much of them anymore. So if you know a young person who's looking to give of themselves, or to do a Madiba, do a Mandela, then maybe a nursing profession is where they should go. And, and, and stick to it, you know, stick at it until you, you, do, you make the most of it. Always such a pleasure. I did mention that Nadine Gordimer, story writer, short story writer and novelist, will be chatting to us tomorrow. Um, and we look forward to that interview. She's also part of the 21 Icons campaign, which is... and we, I've been collecting these posters, and I hope you have been too, because they're just so amazing. Uh, there's, there's just such lovely, lovely pictures. And uh, if you don't have them, then call the Sunny Times, I think, they, they would give you back copies, beautiful portraits taken by photographer Adrian Stern, and, and he's done such an amazing job, and I keep on talking to them. Now we'll take a music break and come back, and I have been finding out what some of our well-known people are doing for Christmas and coming back to play you an interview I did with Felicia Mabuza-Suttle. Music by Bobby McFerrin Bang Zoom And uh, before that Victor Wat Donnie Well let's tell you What's coming up uh, later on the show Because I'm with you until 4 o'clock This afternoon uh, We're going to do our children's story in a bit And then just after The news at 2 o'clock We speak with um, Entrepreneur, international speaker And author on Being Yourself for a living. Now that's very interesting. Being yourself for a living. And we'll chat to him um, in a, just after the news at two o'clock. Now it is time for, you can gather the children. It's time for our children's story,
0: Nalibali.